Hello and welcome to the Velodrome Podcast. So we've got another great episode lined up for you today. I'm Steve, the Velo21 guy, and today I'm your host on this special episode of the Velodrome Podcast. So why is it a special episode? And that's for three reasons. It's the first time we've had a guest back on from a previous episode. It's the first time we've done a special episode, which is a special Everesting episode, which obviously we'll talk about as we go through it. And the third reason is it's the first time we've done it in person. So we'd like to welcome back Aidan King, a.k.a. The Cycling Chef. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's, yeah. it's weird. I was going to say thanks for having me back, but it's kind of not because I've never been there. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So we are recording this at my house. Um, Aidan did a sportive over the weekend um, and he was up north. So while he was passing, he thought he'd drop in for a little chat and we're doing a special on his um, Everest attempt. Everest attempt, but we'll speak first of all about um, the sportive you did yesterday. So, what was yeah? So, um, done the struggle dales. Um, I've never ridden in Yorkshire, so I've thought, but to be fair, I I booked it and then realized how far away from home it was. The the four and a half hour, five hour drive was um, a bit of a shock when I looked, but no, it was um, it was good, and we were lucky with the weather, so riding new roads. And it's been a bit of an Instagram talk because obviously I'm here. And we've only ever communicated through Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I met three other people through Instagram, like, this weekend. So it's, yeah. it's been quite nice, like, to ride somewhere new, yeah. meet new people, but then also meet people that I've not met in real life. So yeah. It's, it's been it's good. good. The power of Instagram. Is the yeah. yeah. Power of social media. There yeah. are good sides to social media. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So what was the event like? Tell us a little bit about, like, the, the distance and... Um, yeah, so it was... I work in kilometres, but it's 174 kilometres, 108 miles. Um, it was meant to be 2,800 metres, which I think is like 10,000 foot. But uh, Wahoo said it was 3,375 metres, which is more like 11,000 foot, I think. Right. Um, so it's a bit more climbing, but then that varies like, on a few zigzag up climbs and stuff anyway. so um, But no, no, it was good. There was quite a big turnout. There was... I met someone that I was riding with and his number was 575 so there mm. was at least 575 but on the live results only 419 finished okay so um, they had like a broom wagon they had cut off times and stuff yeah. that you had to get to certain feed zones so I'm assuming not everyone finished mm. um, but no it was good and the sun was out that's the yeah. main thing yeah what, so um, yeah we finally because um, this year so far the weather's been pretty atrocious in 2023 so far and it's the first time it's kind of picking up a little bit we've had a few sunny days in a row so fingers crossed we get some good cycling weather hopefully because <laughs> it, it was raining at home it was raining at like the start of the week and I was like oh I hope it's not going to be like this and I checked the forecast on Wednesday and it was like rain for Yorkshire on the weekend I was like brilliant and then I checked on Friday because I left Saturday morning mm-hmm. and it was like, it's going to be cloudy. I was like, oh, there might be hope yet. And then it was like 20, 25 degrees. Yeah. Bright sunshine all day. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a bit of a scorcher, wasn't yeah. it? So it was, uh, it was a good one. Good one. So, yeah, we're here to talk about um, an Everest attempt as well, but it's not just any Everest attempt, is it? It's, there's a, a special reason for it as well. Yeah, so it, it's... It's a bit of a weird one because normally in Everesting there's like a solo challenge that someone wants to do. I don't know, actually I don't think anyone wants to do it, but <laughs> someone's tempted to do. Um, you know, I done one last year for me because I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. 
Um, but So this is a, a group Everesting, and we're going for the world record for the most Everestings done in like an event. Um, and the record is 50, I think it's 54, and it's held by five, um, Hells 500, who created Everesting yeah. um, in Norway. And there's 98 of us confirmed to start in three weeks time or 20 days. So basically 55 or more finish, yeah. it's classed as a world record. Yes. As long as it all gets... It's all like chip timing and stuff, so it's all like very official. So yeah. as long as everything falls into place and more than f- like 55 or more finish, yeah. then yeah, there's no reason why it shouldn't go through as a Guinness World Record. Um, obviously, it'll be a new group Everest and record as well, and yeah. it'll be a new House 500 record. So. Right. Yeah, it's, it's ticking all the boxes. Yeah, hopefully. it's good stuff. And like, like you say, you have done one before, um, and the only reason you've kind of been tempted back was for for this reason, wasn't it? Because yeah, tough, so I, I got asked, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do another one because the last one was absolutely horrible. Um, and then I thought about, it, I was like, there's not many chances in my life that I'm gonna have the chance to have a Guinness World Record up on mm. the wall. So, um, and also, it's it's more than. Whereas my one last year, I'd done for charity and I'd done for me. Like this one is like a team effort, which for an endurance event like this, it's a bit weird that it's going to be a team effort because, you know, if, if you're doing an Everesting by yourself, it's about you getting up and down that climb however many times. Whereas this is going to be about encouraging others because it doesn't matter if I do it in 10 hours or 14 hours if only 30 people finish then you know yeah I've got an Everest now of it but that's not why we're there we're, mm. we're all there for the same sort of reason mm. and we're all there to encourage each other and hopefully break the record yeah and I definitely think that'll, that'll help spur people on when you're having those sort of tougher times and those dark moments in the climbs and stuff it'll certainly help having the others around you to yeah. to spur you on and, and help you get up so I think that's a, a bit of an almost an advantage I don't, oh, I don't know I don't know, I've never personally done an Everest. So, it, but... It's a mental advantage. Yeah. Because if you're... Like, if you're... It's a bit like if you do a sportive. If you're in a dark place or if you're struggling with, like, three quarters of the way through, everyone else is also struggling. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing an Everest and by yourself, it's just you. Yeah. And there is no one else there struggling with you. Um, but also, so it's going to be supported, which you wouldn't necessarily have if you were doing it by yourself. Yeah. Um, and closed road so like th- there's lots of things that are all little things individually put together it's, yeah. it's all going to hopefully just make it a little bit easier fingers crossed <laughs> hopefully we'll have the sun yeah. the sun would be nice yeah so where's the event taking place where are you climbing I'm not going to try and pronounce the village but it's uh, Peaslow's Hill in the Peak District okay um, yeah like again four and a half hours away from like me but yeah um yeah I've, I've never been so i'm going up with a friend and making a weekend of it yeah um so i'll go and have a look at the hill on the saturday do a couple of reps just so i have an idea of what i could comfortably sit at it's like if the one tip i got from the last everest was like your first five reps or ten reps depending on like how many you got to do in total like it should feel really easy if you're thinking this is way too easy you're spot on right um, okay so like last year I was aiming for like 
lower zone two sort of thing. So I think I was like two and uh, I was one seventy to two forty watts was my zone two when mm-hmm. I done it last year. Um, so I say if I sit around like two hundred, that, that should be fine. And um, yeah, all I mean all twenty seven reps of mine last year was between one ninety mm-hmm. and. 210 watts so right. consistency wise it was pretty consistent but obviously I don't know this hill so yeah. one get on Saturday just to get a rough idea of and it's steeper than my last one so yeah. power's going to be more anyway yes yeah because that's the balance isn't it with, with these Everest that, that you know if you've got something shallow you're going a lot further um, than if you've got something with a bit more elevation but then if you've got something that's tough to climb that's a bigger output isn't it while you're actually climbing yeah that, that's the thing with if you're doing it by yourself you can choose the hill that's going to mm. suit you which is why I chose Paul October Road because yeah it was I don't mind the distance like my total one actually was 320 kilometres okay. um, it was like 7 kilometre long climb and mm. like 5-6% so it was like really shallow but I could just get in a rhythm mm. whereas this one is like 1.3 kilometres at like almost 11% so it's yeah. steeper which if I'd done that last year I wouldn't have finished it yeah. so I was a lot heavier and like, I've had a good winter and lost a load of weight and stuff so hopefully I can it's just about being comfortable but then also with this climb being shorter you can be a bit more uncomfortable because yeah. obviously it's done quicker Yeah. but then your recovery is less so it's just finding that balance um, and uh, Richard at fellow 29 events I don't know if you know them yeah. I know they're up a bit on they? Um they've organised this like, right. so, as like a sportive but yeah. it's not a sportive yeah. um, like, so I imagine it was quite difficult for them to find a climb that kind of they could have gone steeper Yes, they could have gone shallower but yeah. obviously it's finding that balance of what climb can we use where we're going to get 100 people yeah, because yeah, like you say, if you if you get something that's shallower, like you say, it doesn't suit. So they've kind of gone in the middle, I feel. Like yeah. They've not gone massively steep. They've not gone like too easy on the gradient. Yeah. But it's that kind of happy medium almost. But, you know, with the average of sort of 10, 11% and then a max grade of 12, that it's quite a, a kind of comfortable climb in the sense that you can kind of get your rhythm going um, obviously it's not that long so by the time you've perhaps got into that rhythm you're yeah. almost coming back down again <laughs> you know. but that's where you can sit a bit more uncomfortably because yeah, like if you've got say I think my, my reps on Porlock were like half an hour mm. like that's a long time to be in a rhythm whereas if you're doing a 10 minute rep mm. like by the time you even if you're like riding at tempo by the time you're starting to get uncomfortable, you kind of you've done your rep. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, the shorter you go, the more reps you've got to do. But yeah. like I, I would quite happily ride 250k, 300k for an Everest thing, and just like spin it out. Whereas mm-hmm. other people, like that distance is just nuts. Mm-hmm. But then, like if like, I don't mind doing a shorter distance, and at like 10, 11 percent, I think it's that happy medium. But mm-hmm. they could have gone like. 500 metres at like 18% and mm-hmm. for some riders that would suit them but for other riders that would just blow their legs out completely yeah. like I I could not do well it would be 
probably about double that. It would be like 80 odd reps. Yeah. I could do like 40, I think, and then I'll be done. Yeah, so hopefully they've got that balance right for the majority of the riders. Hopefully 55. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Um, and you were kind of saying that everyone seems to have a little bit of experience, that there's kind of no newbies to Everest. In yeah, so, right? so we're, we're all on a Facebook group and it's it's active. Obviously there's not 100 people messaging every day and stuff, yeah. but from what I've seen, there's quite a lot of people that have like done them before or done like endurance events of some sort um, one of the guys that I don't know since John O'Brooks with last year Darren he's come along um, so he's going to come and do that so there's going to be at least one person on there and he's done one before so yeah um, okay good but yeah hopefully it's just going to be like a team event and everyone's yeah. going to be like not head down and looking at your own stand kind of yeah. helping everyone else because yeah. it's, a, it's a team event at the end of the day yes yeah and like you say that kind of morale helps the mentality of the ride which obviously speaking to other people that have ever risked and not succeeded in them that are saying like they kind of get something in their head that tells them yeah this is not good um, See, I've not had that because I've only done the one last year yes and I finished it. I had a breakdown halfway through because I lost GPS and it was all very emotional. Yeah, but I, I, I was ready to walk up and climb, yeah. get in my car, and go home. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had some messages from people like saying, "Like you, yeah, just carry on." Mm. Um, but it, it's getting through the mental block. Like once you, no matter who you are, if you've done five Everest mm-hmm. or none you're always going to get that mental block at some point. You're always yeah. going to be in that dark place because it's, you know, if, if it's easy, then everyone will be doing it. True. <laughs> like, it's just about how you get through that. And for me, that was people messaging me on social media yeah. like when I had that. Um, whereas, obviously, this time, there's going to be people everywhere. There's, like I said, it's supported, so you've got people around you supporting mm-hmm. you. You've got feed zones, so, like, Whereas if you do it yourself, you're gonna to have to get off the unless you're going for like speed, like the, the mm-hmm. quickest Everest in record or whatever. Then if you're just doing one for well, fun, yeah, the <laughs> pleasure sure. of yeah, doing the, it, the, <laughs> yeah, the pleasure of riding up and down the same hill with the same views for months miles. And obviously, <laughs> you're gonna be like getting off, getting yeah. your own food and stuff like that. Whereas at least with this, it should be a bit quicker. Yeah, a little bit easier. If, yeah, mm, a bit. yeah. Mm, we'll Smoother operated. I yeah, think we, that, that, that's a better terminology <laughs> for it. Yeah. So there's a little bit of discrepancy with regards to the amount of reps, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so we we had this on the we had this on the um on the Facebook yeah. group because the official climb is longer. It's like 1.6 kilometers or like a mile. Yeah. Um. So obviously the elevation's more because it's longer. Um, but it starts and finishes at a junction and for the Everest in it's got to be like directly up directly down you can't have any sort of like loop round so the fact there's a junction at the top and the bottom you're going to be going on to a different road Yeah. so like you would be coming off of the segment and then back on and in terms of doing that as an Everest in they would be like no so the fact that it's also going to a record attempt it's like no, so yeah, we're we're doing like we're cutting out the bottom of the hill and like the very top of the hill, so we're yeah. kind of doing a bit in the middle. Um, 
So yeah, it's one point. I think it's like one point two eight kilometers. Yeah, um, and it's one hundred thirty two meters of elevation gain, okay. not one hundred sixty. I think one fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. So it means that we're doing sixty seven reps, not fifty seven and a half or something like that. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm still not sure I trust that. I think I might do a couple of extra. Yeah, just for my benefit. So how do they officially look at that? Can can you just like show your GPS? How does that work? So how do they need to see that? It's all done by like transponders, so it's going to be like okay. check timed. So it's going to be a sensor at the bottom, sensor at the top, right. and counting. So like that's one of the other things. Like we don't have to count our reps, okay? Because yeah. they'll um, they're doing it automatically. I, I think they're going to have like a screen, yeah, and it kind of like ticks through, and you can see yeah. your name and the amount of reps that you've done. Um, because again like GPS dropouts and stuff I had it on my one Yeah, I come down the hill and my GPS I didn't realise my GPS had froze Right. so I was now at the bottom of the hill but my GPS was, was still at the top yeah um, Yeah. that was a real dilemma so yeah, yeah so it's like um, transponder timed a bit like a, like a sporty event yeah. um, and that way there's no there's no issues then with yeah like everyone's going to be accounted the same yes. rather than you know someone yeah. driving up and down the hill with your Garmin in the car yeah. or something like that yeah but, well there's always that discrepancy with anything isn't there like you say like GPS can be a, a you know up and down a little bit more yeah and there's tree cover like halfway through so you know it only takes if it cuts out like two metres of your climb yeah. each rep you know, six or seven, that's like 120 metres that yeah. you've lost there. And that's, so you've got to do another rep. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> another rep that you would have to do. Yeah, which is pretty demoralising then, isn't it? And then also the, the another benefit to that is that it's taking your... you've not got, If you've not got to keep count of it, you've not really got to worry about it. You know, if you can track it somewhere else, yeah, you just get on and, and ride and just keep monitoring that. Yeah, sort obviously of you're not... About it. You're not going to do... You're going to have a rough idea of how many reps you've done yeah. up until I imagine like rep 20, and then you're probably going to like lose count anyway. Yeah, but um, it, it just seems like counting just seems like something really small. Yeah, but when you're tired and you've done 30 reps or whatever, mm. like that mental strain of just counting down, yeah, because I wouldn't count that because that's so demoralizing, yeah. but like counting yeah. down because it just seems like it's getting easier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you spoke to someone about that on a previous podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that, yeah. But, yeah, like counting down, but you know, the fact that we don't have to do that. Mm. Um, I mean, probably people still will, because mm. that might help them get through yeah. sort of thing. If that's the way they like to yeah, do they, it. Yeah, they might like to do it, but yeah. in terms of, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the rep number is, mm. as long as you have 8,848 metres, mm. wouldn't you? Well, ideally nine thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, but there, because it's a record, there's like a time window. So okay, like if you were doing it, like my addressing, I just went out and when I was done, I was done. Yeah. Whereas for this to be official, I think it's like five till it's got to be done between like five and five. Oh, okay. I think or maybe, or maybe five and ten. I think it's either. I think it's like a seventeen-hour window. Oh right, okay. It's got to be done okay. in. Because um, I thought, that, yeah, the twelve ever could that, that could that, be tight for time. someone, yeah. Especially with like if you have a mechanical or like yeah. if you do have to like 
I got on. So my one was it was like twenty hours elapsed. It was sixteen and a half hours of riding. Yeah. But it's just like feeding, stretching. Yeah. I did have a little a little sit down in the car and a little salt for about ten minutes. But <laughs> yeah, oh, I think it's seventeen hours. I think it's five yeah. five till ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, you see things like the world record only, and it's like about six hours or something. Yeah, it's six like, hours, five minutes. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely which obviously it can be done in those kind of times, but yeah, it's that's phenomenal. But even twelve hours is a bit sharpish, um, you know, for average cyclist to to get it done. That's, yeah, that that'd be. It, it was like I was looking at the. The results from the sportive yesterday. Yeah. Because I, I ended up fourth. Yeah. Like the fourth quickest. And um, I was going down through to like, I think I was to like 419th. And they mm. were 11 hours, 49 minutes. Okay. And that was for like, like for obviously, it's different. Like, I wouldn't want to do a sportive in 12 hours for yeah. 100 miles. But yeah. for some people, it's just about finishing. Yeah. And it, it's nothing against like them or that. But, you think if you had a 12 hour window to do 9,000 metres and that event was 3,400 metres mm. it's kind of like obviously it's different because you're going up and down the same hill yeah yeah it's a diff- different style of riding there isn't it um, but yeah like like everyone's different aren't they and that's the thing with with this group at least you you know you've got that kind of and most people have kind of done an Everest before they're kind of they've ticked the box for that to say they can do it, so there's that mentality that they've got. They're going into it, yeah. Being able to do it, which I think is a, a massive bonus mentally. The group aspect of it again is another bonus mentally as well. So hopefully, you know, you get you get those fifty-five. I, I, I think so. That, so they overbooked. So we were aiming for a hundred to start. Yes. Um, they oversold on places because there's always going to be dropouts through like injury or like someone dropped out last week because it was like I'm not trained enough to yeah. and in a way it's kind of good that they've gone like actually it's not for me it's not for me because yeah. you've still got f- four weeks you might find a lunatic that wants to uh, jump in don't on an Everest don't look at me Adrian. don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> you've been saying that you want to do one don't worry about your indoor one at Christmas come and do this one but um, <laughs> you know you've still got that time whereas if they were um, if in their head they're like no I'm not I can't do it I haven't done yeah. enough training but then come anyway and then do a quarter of the ride and be like no yeah, you know that, that's a, a wasted place yeah. at the end of the day when it is very official official and yeah. it, it's we're all from what I've read in the Facebook page we're all there for the same reason yeah. we're all there yeah. To, you know not for ourselves we're there for the group yeah good good which is I think the best mindset to be in yeah yeah so obviously it's all as as we talked about all on the same same uh, road it's going to be closed isn't it so it's a, a closed yeah road so end. it's closed road um, it's like stuff I don't know if it's for the record or for insurance but like speed limits coming down the hills yeah like we've been told that we've got tape new brake pads or fit new brake pads before the event um, it's 11% and it's pretty much dead straight the hill mm-hmm. there's not it's not like a technical descent so you can never go through brake pads like no tomorrow yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. but I've, I've got a couple of sets that I've, I've got um, but yeah so it's going to be closed road it's all 
I think they're going to like divide the road in half and stuff. So like mm-hmm. an up lane and down lane. Yeah. Um, obviously, people being safe at the end of the day is still priority. priority. Yeah. Like you don't want lunatics coming down the hill at like fifty mile an hour, yeah. or people coming down at like twelve mile an hour, and then they're being a massive pile up. Yes. Because yeah. that's not not good for the event. It's also not good for going yeah. for the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because obviously, like we've talked about, it's 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 only sort of. 0.8 mile or 1.28 kilometres that's not a lot of road to fit no. nearly 100 people on and it? it's not even like it's a, a main road from the photos I've seen it's like I don't know how wide it is but it's not very wide like a country lane yeah. like a country country lane isn't it yeah a bit like yeah. a Yorkshire road I imagine it's like yeah. a similar width for the roads yeah no, so, it's yeah. bad enough having 10 people going up and climbing that yeah. <laughs> <Let alone 100 laughs> people, like some coming up and some coming down yeah so and also uh, one thing we do want to touch on just quickly is that you're doing it for charity again yeah so like my 24 hour ride like so this is this bit's for me like mm-hmm. this isn't like, the event isn't for um Alphex, so they keep me a fun but i'm fundraising for them i'm working with them all year um i, I raised for them on the 24-hour ride and I'm doing the same for this one I've got a couple of other stuff later on in the year that I'm going to do but not actually got like sorted yet yeah um, yeah so I'm going to be some fundraising for them um, just because they're a good local charity and the work they do is like life-changing yeah so. good stuff very good yeah so um obviously is there links through your social media and things yeah, like they're, that yeah they're all on my they're all on my Instagram yeah. Um, uh, I did make a memorable just giving link, but I can't remember it. <laughs> um, I think it's like cycling for elf. Um, yeah, so it's justgiving.com uh, slash cycling for elf. Okay. All, stuff. all together, no spaces. Yeah. And obviously, um, Aiden just touched on there that it's on his Instagram, so you can follow him at um, the cycling chef as well um, on Instagram if you don't already do so um, so yeah I think we've just about kind of covered everything with that so we're recording this obviously prior to the event um, this podcast will go before um, the event's on the 4th of June isn't it yeah yeah. Um, so obviously there's still time to, to sponsor Aiden uh, before the big event and we'll also talk to him again after the event as well to see how it all went so that'll be interesting to see and find out all about how it goes and hopefully more than 55 people finish and you're a world <laughs> record holder because that's absolutely immense yeah. isn't it um, thinking about that it's just yeah and like I think just down to the the effort that it is to get the road shut insured I can't imagine it's cheap to have insurance cover for 100 people on such a small road yeah like the logistics behind it. I think if if we break it, I don't think anyone could be bothered to like, try and <laughs> try break again. it. Especially yeah. if like if we get like eighty odd people finish, yeah, like, that's mega. That, that's that's a lot of yeah. people. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna have to look at having like two hundred, hundred and fifty people starting. To, yeah, yeah, um, and then I think it's that thing that they then have to look at something longer to get more space in to get 200 yeah, people in because the more people you get you're going to need a bigger road yeah um, definitely yeah so um, it could be pretty unbreakable if it's set hopefully yeah but even if even if it you know we break it 
and then someone else breaks it like still going to keep the stuff going on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to come down well if you've held it for sort of a certain amount of time you can always say you, you had a world record yeah. that's, the, that's the thing you, you can never obviously it can be taken away as such but the fact that you've held it yeah. can never be taken away that's yeah. the that's the important even, thing I'm, even if we break it and I've got that certificate for a minute that's it I've, I've held it <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll see we've yeah. got 20 days so yeah yeah, rest this week and then back on it. Good stuff, good stuff. So yeah, thanks for coming on again. Um, as we touched on, so yeah, it's um, Aidan King, the cycling chef. Look in the bio for the links there um, to sponsor him for this fantastic event, and also keep an eye out for the next episode when obviously we fingers crossed that we're speaking to a world record holder. So that'll be absolutely fantastic. So thanks once again, Aidan. Thanks for having me. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much. Once again, that was great speaking to Aidan for the second time. If you've not had a chance to listen to his first episode, he was on episode two. So very early doors of the Velodrome podcast when that was um, obviously the more standard style that we do, speaking to a recreational cyclist about their cycling journey and the reason why they cycle. So we'd like to wish Aidan and all the other riders taking part the very best of luck on the 4th of June. We hope it all goes well and all all participants do it so everyone can get that get that world record that would be absolutely fantastic so yeah we wish Aidan and all the other riders the best of luck on the 4th of June obviously as we talked about in the podcast Aidan is doing it for Elf Charity if you don't follow Aidan on Instagram at the Cycling Chef give him a follow on there the link is in the bio so if you could give him some support that would be absolutely brilliant as well so I've been Steve the Velo 21 guy thanks for listening Take care and we'll see you soon.